Time for a macaroni party, then we'll take a nap. It's People's Pitch Podcast time, people. I am your trusty host, Nate, and I am joined by the Mordecai to my Rigby, John Bizworm. What's up, John? Are you all thawed out and your liver's all dried out from uh, Sunday's snow snow opener, as they call it? The snowpener? Hashtag snowpener. Snowpener. No, you know, Nate, I treated it much like uh, any trips to Lambeau Field. So I was like the sweatiest person that I was with, not the coldest. (laughs) And everyone was like thankful that I was giving them my extra pair of gloves. I was going to say, what's the secret? Just too many layers? No, I mean, not too many. Just the right type. Mm. Right type of layers. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Love being Mordecai. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you get the reference. I do. I do get the reference. I, I mean, mine are less nerdy than yours, but yours, uh, I get them. I'm nerdy enough. I just don't, I'm just not as overt about it as you are. Right on. So we got some hotness on deck today, John. First of all, of course, the team has dropped. We have a team. Yep. And we're going to tell you who these crows are so that people can start to draw up fantasy lineups <laughs> um, and write some fresh chants, write some songs. Yeah, you know, I'm not calling out the citizens or anything, but I'd like more player-specific songs now that we have guys that have been here for, like, legacy players. Yeah, you know, leg- like legacy players. Two-year legacy players. Um, I'd like to see some some more specifics around that. Yeah, that was great at the U.S. – even at the uh, – the U.S. Open the friendly, the yeah. tune-up game where they were they had the Abai chant. That yeah. was cool. He liked that. I mean, it's like the we, we make jokes about, like, will kids on fire, the defense is terrified. Yep. It's like... That needs to be a thing. It should be a thing. Yep. Yeah, you know. So we're going to talk international soccer today, too, and not the U.S. We're talking Liberian soccer. Yep. Uh, and, of course, how can we not talk about the loons? Uh, oh, oh, boy, the loons. <laughs> they, uh, they had their first home game, the Snowpener. Both John and I were there. We're going to talk about that for a touch Right now. So, yes, Nate, our local big brothers had a few games, and let's just say they didn't go that great. No. Would you g- agree with me? It's hard It's hard not to agree with you. Right. And it's not just scoreline, United goes to Portland, this is 5-1, then it comes home and gets their shit pushed in by Atlanta, another expansion team, 6-1, to one, in snow. Yeah. I'm, I, I saw, you know, the Portland game was a little more excusable because we were hanging... Hanging pretty tight. Yeah. When it was two to one, I was feeling pretty good. I was okay with a two to one loss uh, against Portland, who's a good team. Right. Um, three goals in ten minutes <coughs> is a little rough to take, but whatever. Right. So, um, you know, what did I say, Nate, about their roster a few months ago? Yeah, look, we should look back because we talked about this, and there was some panic in the air, um, and we were both like, "Man, they're signing a lot of attackers." Right. You get a forward. And you get a winger, and you get a striker, and you get a holding forward or like a trailing forward. You know, a false nine. It it showed the difference. And and my next thing is we talk about the difference between the technical directors. So um, let me now that you know what we're going to be talking about next, folks. Let me rewind a little bit. It looks as if one team was signed based off of the um, a solid core of a defense and defensive center midfield. And then they sprinkled in a bunch of talented young South Americans mm-hmm. and a couple young Americans around them. So they used all of their money on, we don't, you know what? We just don't want to get scored on. And then we're going to hope these younger guys are awesome. And the guy who had never seen snow before 
was a guy who had a hat trick in the snow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, they have Lorenowitz, Shea in the back line. Every time Christian Ramirez tried to do anything, Michael Parkhorse was like right in his pocket. Uh, you had Greg Garza, who was shutting down the right side. And it just, they just had a better balanced team that looked more prepared. And they had the exact same amount of time as we did, Nate. Yes. And I mean, you can tell they were serious about building that back line when, like, they were talking to Brad Guzan and all these things. Yeah, and he's were, coming. And we're thinking, like, him. yeah, and we're thinking, like, oh, so who do we get? Yeah, we get uh, inj- an injured Josh Gatt. Yeah. You know? And it just shows that when we talked about their panic buying with Taylor, and they have a couple good players in there. You know, we differ on Schuler. I think Schuler's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you think he's he's not as good as um, Saeed, but I think Saeed's good too. Yeah. But like, I think Johan Venegas is a dribbler and he's kind of a diva. And Chris Ramirez is is a tryhard and he can finish, but he really he needs to be set up to that point where he can finish. Yeah, he can't do it all himself. Can't do it all himself. And then your number one pick is not ready yet. Right, and that, that was something that I, I wanted to tweet out. I never did at, at someone, but, like, what does that mean? Like, if your number one pick's not ready yet and the, these guys are ready, like, we're you either picked very poorly right. or you're a bad judge of what's going on. And I told uh, Chairman Hudeman, who I went to the game with, at halftime, I said, it's going to be 6-1. to one. We got, you know, we got our goal. It's going to be 6-1. to one. And here's how here's how you you win you you win or you claw back in this game and not make it six one. You take and you put six guys in the back and you put two guys up top and every time you get the ball you sit deep absorb the pressure and then you hit it long and then you hope it bounces weird off of someone or slides or off the through. snow. It's like the snow yeah. is weird. You're not gonna create a, some possession style four three three or four two three one in that. You're just gonna like kick it forward. Yeah, I mean and it's it sucks because I'm a possession based soccer guy. I don't care. You just start to win a game there. I also would have gone in the locker room and said, under no goddamn circumstances are we giving up another goal. Like, I don't care if I had to put all of you behind the ball. Like, we were down three at home in our home opener. We're not giving up a fourth goal. No. I would have fired all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But you're not going to fire anyone yet. No, not yet. So there needs to be a discussion, and they probably did have one. It needs to be a frank one. Because I think that, in my personal opinion, what it looks like to me, being someone who builds soccer teams... Not at that level, but it's the same 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 business. Mm-hmm. You're building a soccer team. They just have, happen to have more high-priced talent than we have, um, potentially. Right. <laughs> uh, on paper. Yeah, yep. they have pros. Um, and we only have a couple of those for now. Um, is that it's very visible that half the team is a Manny team and then half the team is an Adrian Heath team. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wanted these guys. So Manny wanted his... Abara, who was a star in Minnesota, fan favorite. Justin Davis, the other Venegas, who I don't know why. You haven't seen him. I don't know why he's not. He might Justin be injured. Da- Justin Davis, too slow. Too slow, but. Got burned real bad. Um, but here's the thing. Could have been first game jitters playing in rain in Portland. Could have been. Could have been. Um, but we haven't seen Coleman. Like, right now, I would take Pitch Colin from last year. Like, our captain, Dimitov, right now, is the worst player on the team. Yeah, and there's this uh, there's this excuse like, well, he should be probably put in as as a CDM. Then, you know, pl- then play him there because he's slow. Then play him Either there. play him there or he's too slow to play in, in in MLS. Right, and you have Taylor, who I said was basically just the, the box of tape thrown in, like at the end, <laughs> and like it's showing. He's getting he's like he looks like Wes Morgan for Leicester this year, yeah, yeah. where guys are just a turnstile past him. Yep, and he, he has to just completely crush them, and he did crush a guy 
I thought he killed that forward for Atlanta um, in the first half. Yeah, when you gave him the shoulder. Oh, man. That guy had no clue he was coming either. Well, so they have to have that frank discussion. It's not panic yet, but it's got to be like gut check time. Like a head's going to have to roll in a couple games if they continue to lose. And I think, um, you know, for Minnesota soccer fans, unfortunately – it may be Manny who goes, but I know Bill McGuire won't make that call. So the only other people to go are the head coach who, how can you fire a head coach? It's going to have to be the guy who's in charge of all of it, Yeah, which is Rogers. Like he's the one guy who, if you look at soccer minds in the room, you don't really point the finger to him because he doesn't have a soccer background. Right. Um, so some, someone's going to have to roll and it could be him. It could be any of them. Actually. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it past any of them to just like, like, all right, Adrian Heath, you know nothing about soccer. You're fired. That would be interesting as he's the guy that's coached at the highest level. So give it time. It'll, it'll turn around. They should just basically send a note to all the season ticket holders. Say this year's a wash, like be realistic. Mm -hmm. We are building for the future and just leave it at that. Come out. I thought it was great. The Dark Clouds, TNE, those guys, they see the whole – and gals, they see the whole game. They weren't they weren't doing the typical you only cheer when you're winning. No, it was great. They were just out there like, come on, we got like – If we're going to be here in the snow, we're going to – they were going to be here, which I liked a lot. And the atmosphere was great. Yeah. So – You brought up a pretty good point, and it was something that I was thinking of myself um, in that if <clears> – they should send a note or something – to the season, to the ticket holders, they should be more open about like realistic expectations on the season because mm-hmm. you know that's always been the that's been the criticism of them leading up into the season is like what are they doing? They're, what are they doing? <laughs> They're not talking to us. Nobody's saying anything. We're right. getting we're getting cryptic emails from our season from our new season ticket rep every week, but we're not. We have no idea who they're signing. We had no idea what's going on. Um, until the huge events, and they were selling us this, these goods of like, soccer is here to stay in Minnesota, the great history of soccer. Or Batman and Superman are back together. Right. With, they kind of don't play together. With absolutely anymore. no expectation of like, are these players any good? People had to make their own, like, they're probably not. And, uh, or like, what we can expect from the season. An easy narrative would have been to say, like, look, we're going to. We're going to be the scrappy team that's gonna that's gonna get in there and try as hard as we can. Might not come together in the first season, but we're we're happy that you guys are here with us along the, along for the ride. Yep, I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of a surprise to some people, and, which which is too bad. Now the weather has sucked yeah. in, in these two games. I get it. Torrential downpour. Um, you're not supposed to play soccer in an inch of snow. It's just not how the game's supposed to be played. It looked ridiculous out there, right. which is partly why I think probably I, I'm a little down on Rasmus Schuler. Is because he was playing right in front of me, and I'm watching him fall all over the place. What are you going to do? Right. There's so much snow. I think um, um, the, you know you got a Finn, you got a Swiss, a Swiss dude out there, you got a Norwegian, and two Swedes, and then the rest and, of the guys who live in Minnesota and, and play here, <laughs> and you get embarrassed by a couple, by a bunch of guys who've never seen snow before. Right. So that kind of sucked. I thought Molino, Ven, uh, Venegas, and Ramirez looked pretty good up top. We talked about that. Um, they looked they like they were running good. in quicksand, and like because well, they kind of work. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, impossible to. And you got these tiny little shoes. Their feet just have to be numb. Right. Like, no feeling. That's what you paid for, though. Um, but if we can just get them the damn ball, like, strings of four or five passes. Against Portland, we had it for yeah. a while. The sad thing is, is, like, the strings of four or five passes where they were making some moves and stuff, that's what it took. We were getting excited about that. Just, like, thank God, a little bit of possession. Right. Or getting the ball out wide and whipping a cross in. Then it hits, you know, hits one guy. We hit the crossbar. You know, like, yeah. we were trying to do that. But, you know, like, just lump it forward, man. Like, just soccer's weird. Bum it. Coach yep. Jeremy told us that. And it's so true. Who knows what's going to happen? The one thing um, I'd like to add before we, we get enough of these guys and yeah. start talking about us. 
So we have a lot to cover today. Shit, yeah. um, is that if I were Minnesota United and now I'm looking back on it, I would have spun the number one pick to whoever needed it in the next like two or three picks, and I would have taken Jackson Ewell. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to get behind anybody, it's a local product, homegrown kid. No matter what. No matter what. That's a great call. And you can throw him into this, whatever this is, and say like, you know what we're doing? We're building the future off of a back of, a, of, of one guy who's from here. Yep. And you like local and you want to support local. Here you go. And, and that's what we've done with Minneapolis City is every guy's local. Mm-hmm. Like we could not do well in a season. Like I feel, you know, fully transparent. We didn't achieve to our greatest ability in our first year. Kind of hit some skids, some weird organizational stuff we had to fix. But we did all of it with the guy from next door who was just working his ass off. Yeah, and people loved it. And that could have been accomplished a little bit with having Jackson Ewell in here. And we know he's good at soccer. So Yeah, it's a great take. I hadn't heard that. That's uh, that's interesting. So, all right, Nate. Enough about those guys. Yeah, Let's man. get into our guys. Yeah, man. The whole, the whole show outside of the news that we just kind of talked about um, with United, because we had to, um, is about our players. We just announced them, and we feel that we are stronger than we were last year. And that's no slight, the guys that we did have that didn't come back. Um, but we reloaded with some new players that fit a style um, that the new coaching staff wanted to fit um, and to play alongside of the guys that were coming back. And, and I think I'm really excited because I signed all of them <laughs> and I helped put this together. So if we underachieve, I'm pretty excited. You can fire me. I don't care. I barely know these dudes. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> so to kick it off, we figure we would start with the official announcements um, that we have this season that will re- uh, we'll be retaining the services of one Martin Brown Jr., who was put on the radar uh, with us in the U.S. Open Cup, and he is currently top of mind because we just recently saw that he was called up to the Liberian national team. Yeah. And that's cool for him. It's just an amazing uh, soccer bomb that hit your desk. Right. Yeah, I get a letter from the general secretary of Liberia coming through. Um, <laughs> like, okay, this is, this is a thing. Um, but it's so cool for Martin. We're so happy for him. Um, and I know you want to get into uh, a little bit more detail, but before we do that, let me give you some background on Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we're going to go through every player. So Martin's from Brooklyn Park. He's uh, a midfielder who can play both um, defensive center mid or att- attacking center mid position. He's a product of Western Michigan University where he was well-decorated, um, a couple all-leagues. Um, he's a former member of the Minnesota Twin Stars and Minnesota United Reserves. He was coming off of a knee injury, Nate, when he was with us for the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. So that was his first playing experience that he had outside of Minnesota United. Um, so now he's kind of hitting full fitness, and he's going to be even more dynamic. And I've seen him in, um, you know, we had the, the winter sessions, and he was out for the winter sessions before he signed with us. Um, but he's really coming around from that game. So, like, he looks better than he did when he was already really? looked great with us. He, he did look great. I think that was my, my main impression of him was the guy – was everywhere. Was everywhere and in complete control of the ball Always. every time he touched it. And set up our first goal to Whitney. Yep. Um, so he um, he re- recently also completed some successful trials with a few USL teams, but the details weren't like the right fit for him where, you know, he's got a job and, you know, non-guaranteed things where you have to miss a lot of work time yeah. are tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so life does get in the way. So they didn't work out for him, but that worked out for us because he already knew he had a home here. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was negotiating with him on what he wants to do, fully supported, like, go try, man. If yeah. it works, like, I'm 100% behind you. But if it doesn't, I'm also 100% here for you. So luckily for us, Martin signed with us. 
put pen to paper with City, and now he becomes City's first international player of record. Which is uh, in our second year. Right. So, okay, Nate, you can go, you can go, you can <laughs> go now. Well, it's just, it's just super exciting. But I think we want to talk about Liberia a little bit real mm-hmm. quick because the Liberian national soccer team is not something that any of us have really ever seen. Um, but they are the Lone Stars. Uh, they're based, you know, all their stuff is looking very American flaggy because uh, Liberians were ex-American slaves. Yes. So they, they came over and they kept a little iconography. Uh, Liberia is ranked number 102 in the world. Ahead of Canada. Which is <laughs> sounds worse than it is, yes, because they're right there with Finland, uh, with our boy Rasmus Schuller. Yep. But then they're also ahead of Canada, ahead of New Zealand, ahead of India, um, other teams that you might you might think have a little better international profile. But it doesn't really matter. No matter the country, this is amazing for Martin. Right. Um, Liberia, the Liberian national team and Liberia in general is home of soccer legend uh, George Way, who, who crushed it back in the day, right, with AC Monaco, with Milan, with PSG. He's yep. the first and only African to win uh, the Ballon d'Or, right? Right. The first ever to... Well, I think, yeah, actually, he is. Yep. Uh, so Martin will be on t- on the team hoping to get minutes against a pretty good Egyptian team. I mean, you got, the I pharaohs know. pharaohs of Egypt. Right, the pharaohs, which is, <laughs> really, which is really cool. Um, you know, the only Egyptian player I can think of the t- off the top of my head is El Neni uh, with Arsenal. Yeah. But I'm sure there's, there's more, and actually the Egyptian team is the best in Africa. Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Mauritania, which I think is probably more likely to get the minutes against right. well, some you never know. French Mauritanian yeah, team. Yeah, you never know. I mean, he could fall into the fact that a lot of these guys do when they go internationally with any country is you go in for a camp, they recognize you as a player who they want. Yeah. They bring you in. You might just train with the team for their first camp. Look at Miguel Ibarra when he went into the U.S. national camp. He didn't see the field for like three camps. So he's on the radar though, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. And we hope he gets minutes. And we're going to try to figure out how to stream some like, you know, tinfoil janky thing out the window (laughs) so he can pick up – Pick up these matches. Yeah, but somebody's got to have. If have anyone info. listening finds a stream for those games, please post it on any one of the channels for Minneapolis City, and uh, we'll definitely increase their uh, their viewership for sure. Yeah. So besides the obvious point of pride, what does this mean for Martin, and then what does this mean for City? Well, for Martin, it means that he was trying to to find a pro pro contract, and through going to USL tryouts, and you know he's looking to to kind of have that last shot at getting paid full-time to play soccer. Right. This only helps that. And what it means for for him is that he is good enough to play at the next level. Confidence booster. Confidence booster. What it means for us as an organization is our profile goes up. Like on social media, the guys in Detroit who have a great time telling us how much they don't like us, or even like, this is pretty cool. Like a, f- a full international for these guys like that's awesome for the guy and for the club yep what it also means is that it raises our profile um, outside of Minnesota so maybe we'll be getting some more people who are watching our streams or people who are doing the season ticket buy to get the scarf and donating their tickets to people who can actually go to the games here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or people traveling to come see us play you know future U.S. Open Cups, people recognizing us through the fact that we had an international at this level. Yeah. Um, it's not something that happens very often. No, uh, especially, yeah, especially at our level. Um, right. That is, that, is for, that is for sure. Right. So it helps the league profile too, not just our division, but our, the entire league of the MPSL. Um, and it shows too that, you know, he, he came up, you know, while in college playing with the Twin Stars. And it just shows that we have that 
international level talent here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be through the U.S. national team or even Canada, which you would think. Um, it can be really anywhere. So, yeah. uh, but I have a fun fact, Nate. Um, I've actually met George Weah before. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was at a wedding for my my cousin-in-law in Mexico at a resort, and I was just kicking a soccer ball around on the beach uh, with one of my one of my relatives, and because of course I'm the guy who brings a deflated soccer ball and a pump on med vacations, <laughs> um, you know, get a few touches wherever you can get them. Um, so I was kicking a ball around, and then he and his kids walked up, and we just started talking to him, and you know, he just introduced himself as George, and we were just kicking a ball around, and I mean, he was older, a little bit more out of shape than I remember seeing him play, um, and the dude just was like doing tricks, and then I'm kind of looking at him and. After we were done, I just said, you know, you wouldn't have to be George Weah, would you? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm George Weah. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I knew something. I knew, I knew something. Something was up. Yeah, so I have a picture somewhere in my archives of me, you know, in a, in a bathing suit kicking a soccer ball on the beach with George Weah. And then afterwards, we just said, you know, like, thanks for kicking around with us. You know, like, have a good vacation. We'll see you later. And it was like, no one would have known him from Adam, right? Yeah. Except for someone who would know, know soccer. And he was just going about his business at a resort, just with his family. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah. Then he, then he didn't stalk him or anything. That's good. No, I, go. I saw him at dinner one other night, and he kind of waved at me, you know, like friend through the game kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> All right. Oh, cool, yeah. cool story, John. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's get to other guys on the roster this year. And we want to start with uh, our man that we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Kevin Hoof. He is back. He's returning, uh, the returning defender. Uh he is from the upper, or he goes to school in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, yeah. uh, way up there. He's a great kid. He loves playing soccer. It was awesome to awesome to meet him and talk to him. Yep. So Kevin is a product of both segments and Minneapolis City, and I think we talked about it when he's on the podcast. The transformation that he had from when he first started playing with us, but he was getting regular minutes with segments, getting some fringe minutes with City. Um, it really elevated his game. Yeah, he's grown up. He's grown up. He's like. Just right before our eyes, just growing up. <laughs> um, and we, he ends up being the captain at his school. He's a great guy, good squad guy. Like, yep. he's never going to complain. He's just going to put the work in. Um, he knows that, you know, this is, this is the right spot for him right now, and we hope that we can use it to help raise his profile as he gets older. But we always have a home for guys that are the fit. Yeah, I think he's got the right mentality because just like in his, in his school program, he just likes to be kind of part of a – Part of building something, he likes to be part of mm -hmm. part of that uh, that fresh faced, right? You know, uh, us against the world kind of thing. Uh, I know, you know, in school, he's an inaugural member of their program. They haven't had a soccer first, program. First captain, yep. First captain and all that. And with us, you know, nice to be nice of him to be on the first first team of our first year. So right, right. So welcome, Kevin. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, another guy coming back is of course Old Faithful Trey Benhart. He was the <laughs> inaugural captain of the team uh, from down there in Lakeville. Yep, so he just finished up his uh, fourth great year of playing at UW-Green Bay. Um, never left the field uh, once he got there. He played every minute of every game really? while he was there. Um, ended up being the captain this year, his senior year. And Trey wants to play pro soccer. And Trey has the build, and the, he has it between the ears. He has yep. it with his feet. Um, but, you know, maybe got a little late to the game as far as, like, how to make the jump to the next level. So him coming back with us is a great stepping zone for him because with another big year with us 
and the profile we're creating and the new league we're in, it's national and the ability to go to kind of those, um, those kind of pro ID camps after the season, if you're selected within the MPSL, will kind of elevate him if he puts the work in during the year to get noticed by those teams where they're look, they're coming to watch him versus him trying to seek out opportunity for them to see him. Yep. And that's another uh, that's another reason why, you know, not to go back to this too often, but another reason why Martin's call up with Liberia is good for everyone on the team mm-hmm. is because it raises Minneapolis City's profile. People are going to have heard right. of us before. They're going to rec- they're going to recognize and respect us as a as a decent program where it's not just a bunch of scrubs playing. Right. Exactly. Uh, next up on our list, of course, is uh, Matt Elder. He is the 2016 PLA Goalkeeper of the Year. It's awesome to have him back because he is a great, uh, great linchpin to our team. Mm-hmm. So it comes by the way of New Hope. He yeah. re- uh, where his dad runs the town. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> the, the mayor of New Hope, even though he's not the mayor of New Hope. Um, he all, he went to UW Superior. We kind of know all the background about him from there. Um, you know, returns for the second year, selected as the captain this year, was the captain of the U.S. Open Cup team. Of course. Um, you know, you, you can't go wrong with a guy like him being your your goalkeeper and, and your leader. Yep. You know, he's all in on City, goes to the events, talks to the fans. You know, he's always the number one person to like a tweet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now this is his second full year from his broken leg. He's looking pretty dirty in net. Like, he's gotten back into shape. You know, we, we joked about how he kind of put on that injury weight, but he did. You know, like when you when you break your leg and you have it surgically repaired, you can't exercise, so you do gain the weight. Um, he shed it. He's looking looking pretty solid right now. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him full strength. And we saw it in the Open Cup. He was everywhere in the Open Cup, and yep. the, the goal wasn't his fault. He almost got there too. Um, so he leads by example. We talked about that keeps the ball out of the goal and just wants to take the three points in the most painful way that we can give uh, that, that to um, anyone we play, yeah. you know, and, and he always goes back to Madison where he said, you know, I came to Madison for three points. It's all I want. And what did we do? Got he it. made an incredible save to keep us in the game to yep. win the three points. So yep. uh, happy to have Matt back in the fold. Also back is James Nair. Uh, James, of course, joining us for our one year anniversary show a couple weeks back. Yep. So you should know him. Uh, he is from Matamidai. We love big game James here between the sticks. Right. And as soon as I figure out how to unpin a, a tweet, we'll we'll take the picture down from him. Of we got to pin a new tweet. Yeah, I know. we got to pin a new one. Maybe we'll pin one from today. Who knows? Um, a big game James, as we found that I called him once, and we have no other reason why we call him that, um, was with <laughs> us last year. Comes by the way of Stegman's arm being a starter for our MASL Division One team for a few years now. And as we also found out, standout goalkeeper for Carleton College and a member of the 2017 U.S. Open Cup team that got hosed and he never had a chance to see minutes because we were kicked out. Yeah. So there was no chance for him to potentially continue that hard work and, and see if he can he can unseat Matt as a number one for those games. So, But he'll be back. He um, had a knee injury in, uh, in training, uh, got his MCL repaired, and he's recovering from that, and we should see him back in the fold um, relatively soon. That's good. Still, again, another guy that's that's all in on City. He's going to the events. He's he's hanging out and playing with the kids. Yeah. It's awesome. Drinking beers with the fans. And, yeah. 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 You'll see him out. Uh, Aaron Olson is back. We love us some AO. Uh, last season, he was just a rock in the back for City. He started every game that he wasn't suspended for. <laughs> Great stat, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he like leads the league in singles in the month of May. And he's from right around the corner in St. Paul. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that, that um, suspension joke is – 
if you recall, I missed the Madison game because I was at a wedding. And I was yes. wa- literally watching the stream on my phone at the reception. And I, I texted him before the game, and I knew he was on yellow card suspension. I said, you have one job. Do not get booked. <laughs> and I'm watching the game, and with like 15 minutes left to go in the game, he thinks he won a clean tackle, and then he gets a little mouthy. Got a little mouthy, kind of threw the ball away, and next thing we know, lo and behold, the yellow card comes out, and he did not complete his one mission. Nope. <laughs> um, That's all right. But AO went to Trinity University, where he was a four-year standout. He's another guy who's been a, a longtime member of our Stegman's affiliate. Um, and he missed out on the U.S. Open Cup game due to a groin injury, and is currently just getting back playing from that. So I, he actually joined uh, my, my men's team for our indoor session to kind of get his legs under him at a little bit lower of a speed. And, uh, you know, we'll see him out at, uh, at training uh, this preseason. Sweet. Uh, Ian Smith is back, better known as Steve, uh, a kid that we helped set up a Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he returns after a superb freshman season at UW-Green Bay. Uh, he got a ton of minutes as a first-year player, which is always exciting. Uh, this kid is from Minneapolis. He went to Washburn High, which is um, could, could, could have got a little rough for, for Steve, but it's good to see that he came up with some talent. Yeah. Uh, he played for MTA, so that's awesome. Yeah, and he, he's looking, you know, we're looking for him to make the jump from year one to year two, you know, kind of like that, uh, not falling in that sophomore slump. Yeah. And, and I don't see that happening for him. Um, there's much more competition in the middle of the field, and, you know, we'll go through these guys. We talk about, I mean, look at a guy like Martin Brown, like, he has to compete with a guy like Martin Brown now. Yep. So, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, um, his, his, he has a drive to be a professional soccer player. Talks about it all the time, puts in the work. And will benefit from the guys we brought in for him to play against and compete against. But he, not only that, but to learn from them. Yes. Um, one of them being, you know, um, you know, a couple other guys we have on the list that we'll, we'll talk through. But I actually, um, he's home for spring break right now. He's going to be at the, the first preseason training. And actually last night I, uh, I put him and one of his teammates that's back from Green Bay that's um, – uh, from Denmark, who didn't go to Denmark for back home for spring break, but they he came with um, with Steve. I put them through like an hour long fitness and ball work session, and it was just like to see the the desire that he has. He's like, what do I need to do to get to the next level? I know City is going to help me. Like he's just all in with us, and uh, we hope we continue to have him beyond this year until he makes that next jump. Yeah, that yes, absolutely. Uh, Tim Wills is next. Wills, not Willis, uh, who we, we which we found out when he was on the pod just uh, just last month. Uh, he is just a, an all all around good dude uh, from Minneapolis, just putting in work. Right. He's uh, originally from Oregon, but he put in four stellar years at Carleton College, where he is still top three, if not tops, in almost every offensive category at that college. Which we talked about was like, if you if you don't know that you if you don't know now you know. Yep. Right. Because uh, he doesn't. He doesn't hang his hat on it. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't loudly boast from the top of the mountain that he had all these accolades. But the dude put the work in and is a great, smart soccer player. And um, you know, set up the winning goal in the U.S. Open Cup. Yep. And just by sheer smarts and hard work. That's the thing is, you know, he doesn't have to be flashy out there. Uh, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to make the the crazy plays. But he makes the big plays just by just through his through his brain. Right. And you know. It's kind of an anomaly having a target striker who doesn't want to score goals every time. He wants to get it and get rid of it and get it back, you yep. know, and, and set other guys up. So uh, much like A.O. and James, he's a, a stalwart segments guy. 
He uh, he's played quite a few years uh, with our Division One team there. So happy to have Timmy back. Another kid returning is Will Kidd. He's the leading goal scorer from last season, so it's going to be awesome to have him and his offense back. Also from St. Paul, uh, where he went to Como High, uh, but he's now uh, back in St. Paul going to college. Yeah, he transferred from Bradley to St. Thomas. So seeing that St. Thomas narrowly missed out on the national championship in Division Three, having a guy like him isn't going to hurt. Not a bad move. Not a bad move. Um, his engine has no off switch. He's got, like, on and off. Yep. And rarely is he ever off. Uh, a quiet guy, just works hard, can play a few positions for us. Um, you know, we're looking at trying to get him, um, you know, in some better positions to finish because we know he can. Um, where last year he maybe played out wide, maybe this year we can get some time in the middle. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out for him. But That'd be glad nice. To, glad to have him back in town because now he, he can fully train with us. All the time. All the time now. Yep. Yeah, we, we know Will Kidd. Uh, we, know what, we know what he brings. All I have to say is that uh, – the Will Kids on Fire chant has to be in the Citizens' repertoire. It has to. For this summer, I will be very disappointed. Uh, I'm interested really to see how a quiet guy like Will is going to respond to a little bit more visibility this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a surprise. He's not going to be a he, – he won't be just some guy that kind of comes into the season late off the bench. This is a this is a kid that now we're familiar with, leading goal scorer, right? Right. How is he going to deal with, with guys calling his name? <clears throat> Excuse me, right. And how is he going to deal with different types of talent around him? Yep. So – yeah, again, have, like all these guys, happy to have Will back in, and, even, and more full-time now. Abdallah Ba is back, and this is someone that we weren't one. sure would be coming back, mm-hmm. so it is really big. Uh, he's uh, another one of our our, te- our members from last <coughs> year that was uh, on the PLA Team of the Year, mm-hmm. and Abdallah also from St. Paul. He's just uh, He just finished up his final year of school. Yeah, he was at Post University out east, senior year there, and like Trey, he, he was kind of going the route of going to kind of some of the open tryouts, um, professionally and it wasn't really working out for him um and we didn't know like you said if he's going to come back or not and we're glad he is coming back because abdallah that silky smooth just attacking left back that can get forward but also put the work in to come back on, on the defensive end when he does get forward so you know our defense was pretty stingy last year and right now we've already mentioned three of our starting four that are coming back that are back yep, yep. Uh, another one coming back but might not be quite ready yet is Nate Engel. He's, of course, our Maple Grove and uh, Wisconsin Superior prospect or Wisconsin Superior product um, who was anchoring the defense. But he's coming back, but he, he he's coming off an injury, so he might not be starting. Right. So, like, like you mentioned, he combined with Trey to form a very stingy pairing last year. Skyscraping center back, very yeah, tall. Super tall. W- wins balls in the air, also willing to get, get – down and dirty. Tiny legs. Just do, <laughs> just do the dirty work. Um, but like you said, he's coming off of MCL surgery, and he's just begun playing again. So it'll be good to kind of get him back in full-time playing, full-time training, you know, doing the recovery work to make sure that his injury is, you know, his, his, his rehab is going well. So, you know, it's – we have – we're deep at a lot of positions this year, and center back being one of them. So it's also good for a guy like him to know coming off an injury that he has to put that work in, mm-hmm. and he's not just going to come come back and you know we're we're hurting for a player to, to fill in for him while he's out. So he's going to have competition now, which I think is good for him. Absolutely, uh, fan favorite coming back is our man Goose. Yep, uh, Isaac Front, uh, the Andover native. He needs, of course, no introduction. Let the bird fly. <laughs> we're letting the bird fly again. Uh, 
it's great to have him back. I'm, I'm excited. This was something that we, we'd announced a while ago, but we weren't sure it was really going to happen. Right. I, you know, we had to talk to the coaching staff at, at Indiana, make sure it was okay that he's coming back, prove to them that we're a good home for their players. And, you know, seeing that we have a full international, I think we're doing a good job of that. Yeah. But he redshirted. Um, but we're going to let him, let him loose again on the wing. Uh, I hope that this year, from an injury standpoint, we can get him to be healthy the full year and maybe – um, kind of talk to him about positioning himself into certain situations where he's not always getting whacked by defenders. That's the thing is it's not really up. It's not like he was doing anything wrong as much as he was just so damn fast that teams really didn't know how to deal with him right. and they had to hit him a little harder. Yeah. And knowing that when you look at the guy, he doesn't look like, you know, a big bearded man. He looks like a boy, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's solid and he's hard to knock off the ball. That's why he was so successful uh, with all those guys kind of head hunting him because I mean, he could take it. Yeah. And we're looking for him to, you know, link up with some of these newer guys, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to get forward more and, and to, to look to score more um, from his wing position. Uh, speaking of uh, a, a link-up kind of guy, you've got Ben Wexler returning. And this guy, another another PLA uh, West Team of the Year member from last year. Yeah. Uh, great to have him back because he's he's one of the backbones of the team. Mm-hmm. He's part of the spine. That part we, of the spine. Yeah, part of the part of the spine. All about the brotherhood. All about the brotherhood. <laughs> uh, but the Minnetonka-born Providence University midfield dynamo last season kind of just crushed it all year. Made you know, like you said, made the team of the year. But also put in just sixty minutes of hard work in the U.S. Open Cup, and and we had to make a sub to kind of change what we were change up some things put in a, a more defensive-minded center midfielder once we had the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, he, he didn't get a chance to play the full the full game, but did his job, didn't complain, knew ahead of time what our expectations were, <clears throat> and uh, just glad to have a guy who's all in on the club. Speaking of uh, midfielders that we're happy to have back, Samuel Ruiz Plaza <laughs> is coming back, our Woodbury-born midfielder. He, he was punching above his weight last year. Uh, and as a 19-year-old center mid in the in the PLA, and he was he was there for most of the games, man. So he was not uh, yeah. he was not a spot starter by any means. Yeah, and very much so a very good compliment to Ben. Yeah, uh, to Ben Wexler in the middle. Uh, fantastic season in college at Messiah, narrowly missing out on the national um, tournament. I mean, in the national tournament, narrowly missing out on the, on making it to the title game. But you know, with him, you know, I was actually talking with him today, kind of going through some paperwork stuff. And he's just so excited to get back here. He he and his college, really? he and his college team are are going to um, I believe Costa Rica or Argentina um, after the school year to train for a week. So we're not going to get him back until June. Oh. So our season's going to already be started. So different than last year where he was kind of being relied upon to step in as soon as he got here. Yep. Now it's going to be he's going to have to fight for his spot. But he's the kind of guy who will fight for his spot. So. You know, it's good to have have him back and knowing that, you know, he's going to be behind the eight ball a little bit and he's going to have to put the work in. Yeah. Now, something I've never asked you about, Samuel, is uh, every time he's out there, he seems like he's kind of the set piece guy. He's he's always the guy that's that's taking the corners. He's the guy that's taking a lot of free kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about kind of how his – who else we're going to find that, that kind of crossing and, and long passing accuracy from? I think you can run down our roster, and there's a whole bunch of them. All right, and we'll maybe come up with some of those guys in the, yeah, in the new signings gonna, later. We're going to stumble across a few of those guys. <laughs> but, you know, it, you're right, though. It, it just shows that this year is not last year, 
and we don't have one guy we can rely on for that stuff. We have multiple. Yeah. And it, it it's the sign of building a, a good squad where you have position battles for not only playing time in a position, but also the specialists that do things like take your corners. And, you know, a guy like Ian Smith can take take some good corners mm-hmm. or Wexler or, you know, you just – you just find the right pieces, and, and you know when he's in there, you're you're hoping that he's the guy taking your kick, but you, you can also rely on other guys. A couple more returning players we want to talk about. Uh, of course, A.J. Albers is back. He's really not back. He's been here the whole time. Uh, the beast from the East, though, however, is reborn. We've talked a number of times about how his his work ethic, his attitude is is so much better after this U.S. Open Cup run. Yeah, he, you know, we moved him from defensive center midfield to center back uh, because of injury, and we were going to go with a back three for the Open Cup, and then we decided that we needed to, to move to a back four. So fans might think of him before that that decision that we made, being a center midfielder, absolutely can play there. Mm-hmm. However, we have other guys that can play there, so he can slot in now at either position, but. Like That's said, nice flexibility. Like yeah, great flexibility. Like we said, locked down for that game, scored a goal, kicked the goalie in the face, <laughs> um, got it called back, the ultimate hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> injure a guy, score a goal, get a call back. <laughs> um, but he's one of those guys that has turned the corner to look forward, and soccer's now uh, fun again. Good. That's cool. And the last uh, returning player that we want, to, of course, talk about is Connor Stevenson. Connor is coming back. Uh, the Woodbury native is going to build off a stellar sophomore season at Loyola University. Um, and the, we're, that's how that team reach as high as uh, 15th in the country, which is a great ranking. Yeah, I think they ran into Indiana and, and Goose's squad in the tournament and then got knocked out, uh, I believe. I don't know. And in fact, check that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he played for a team that – was highly regarded. Um, with us last year, he was still playing under 19s with um, uh, St. Croix, so he was kind of splitting his time. Yep. And now he's fully dedicated. And he appeared in 15 games last year at Loyola, notching three goals, which tied him for third on the team. So not too shabby. No. But also now, when I talked to him and we we're, we're kind of signing him up, is now he has the ability to take advantage of the losses of Matthew Gway and Andy Laurie. Mm-hmm. So we are bringing in other forwards. You know, Tim Tim Wills is going to get a little bit more time and a couple other guys that are on this list that we could see slotting up top. Or you could put a guy like uh, Goose up there, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or Will Kidd. But you look at a guy like Connor, who was he was kind of playing a little bit out of position with us last year on a wing, on in, a, wing. in a 4-3-3 when he's a true striking forward. I feel like he scored in our last game against United Reserves, right? As a target forward. As a target forward, right? Like mm-hmm. that was his spot. He had a nice link up. With uh, with Samo and uh, and Will even I think was part of that. Yeah. It was a little little Saint Croix connection. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and Connor slotted one home, so it'll be interesting to see how he's developed. I mean, he's six foot one. He's a big kid. Yeah. He's athletic, and you know, it, with him, it's it's lighting that fire for him to like want it more. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at that that kind of crux in his college career where he's going into his junior year, and he's got two years left, and it's it's either his time to to take it. Or his time to see a younger guy take his, his spot. So we hope that, you know, you're listening to this, Connor. And and you, you put the work in this summer now knowing you don't have the St. Croix piece that's going to be taking part of your brain away. Right. And, and you're all in because the, the ability to, to grab those minutes and to score some goals for us, which is always great, is, is there for him. 
Well, let's move on to some new players, John. Um, you know, some of these names are going to be familiar to people, uh, as they may have seen them play in the U.S. Open Cup. But some of these guys are coming uh, like bolts out of the blue, man. And a couple of them were a surprise to me for sure. Uh, the first one, not at all a surprise, is uh, Miles Stockman Willis. Uh, we spoke to him on the pod. You spoke to him on the pod a few weeks back. He comes to City by way of those Minnesota United reserves and uh, and St. Thomas, where he was, of course, well decorated. Uh, it's going to be cool to have him and see what he can do for us. Yeah, he played a fantastic role for us in the U.S. Open Cup run. He played uh, a defensive center midfield spot. He's very much so uh, one of those good soccer players that you can kind of plug into multiple types of positions uh, depending upon your formation. I see him more as an attacker than a defensive center midfielder. And, you know, his drive to and his, his desire to score goals I think is something that we could – greatly use right yeah um but he could play forward he could play on a wing attacking out of there and i think we want to get him going forward this year instead of having him sitting deep that's cool uh next up is on our, on our new signing list joey gustafson we spoke with him on last week's show when we were at the viking he's an awesome dude and uh you know he found out he's just a go-getter he's just a go go-getter kind of guy yeah you know he uh he drops his girlfriend off at work and then he goes and gets her that's his, <laughs> that's, that was his day I, I i laughed so hard when he said that i was listening back to the podcast I was like, that's so good dude um but joey joined us for the open cup run as we know we paired him with aj and that pairing uh held oakland that had some very good attackers on the on the squad to one goal through five shots that's uh it's pretty good yeah and multiple times having the ball at his feet in that game where he had time and he didn't like waste waste the ball by spraying a pass where he could lock a guy down defensively but he also was able to keep possession and that's also nice too about having AJ back there too and, and being able to sprinkle Joey in or or Trey or Nate or whoever we're going to put back there because there's going to be minutes to go around for everybody because we play so many games in a concentrated time we're traveling all over the place that all four of them no matter who it is, it kind of just take one out, put one back in. It's it's not a puzzle. It's it's definitely a square hole, square peg type thing yeah. for all of these guys. Um, so we know he was all region at UW Superior and played as well to a full, uh, plays played well and played his way into a full time contract after kind of expressing his desires that after school he wants to come to the cities. So we kind of had that on our radar, uh, but we know that he played last with league rivals Duluth FC outspoken that he wants to score a hat trick on them in Duluth and then we can all party at his vacant house up there. <laughs> um, so, uh, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and he can score a hat trick cause he's pretty useful on set pieces, right? His height is very useful on that. Not only just at center back, but also on, on corners and set pieces. Like you mentioned that he can, he can really get up, get up and, and win a, win a header both defensively and offensively. Nice. Now this next guy I want to talk about the new signing is the one that I think, um, while there are others that are a little more, that are a little, cooler for the club as far as their uh, prestige. This one was really a surprise to me, and that is Javi uh, Alcantara. Uh, he literally fell into our lap. Is it Alcantara or Alcantara? I, I think it's Alcantara. Okay, cool. He literally fell into our lap like 11 p.m. the night of the, the night before our last open trial, right? Correct. Um, he played college ball at, at uh, Dakota County Technical College before going all in on this, uh, this soccer dream that is playing in Minneapolis. Um, but I thought, and it had been re reported a number of times, that he was joining uh, our Crosstown Rivals VSLT. Yes. So when he fell into our laps at zero hour the day before our, our, our open tryout, um, 
you know, we saw it come through that he signed up for it. So immediately being, you know, transparent with our other teams in our league, we contacted VSLT and just said, hey, this this happened. You know, we didn't invite him to our tryout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you don't it, want to look like you're poaching. Yeah, we don't – because that is not us. Right. Like, if – I mean, if you we're, look at, we're, we're dicks, but we're not that big of dicks. Yeah, if you look at Joey, like, we didn't poach Joey. Like, Tom Corcoran, who played at Duluth last year, who wasn't moving to the cities. Yep. We're not asking him to drive two hours each way like we did for the Open Cup to play on our team this summer. It's just just play play for Duluth. That's yeah. that's perfectly fine. Um, but he's kind of the same way. It was like if you're going to play with VSLT, that's awesome. You know, like better players in our conference means better soccer. But uh, apparently, hadn't fully signed with VSLT. So, you know, what what are you going to do? So he came through. He's a great soccer player. Um, he's a Minneapolis native. It comes by the way of Minnesota United Reserves. We played uh, as a forward. Great technical player, um, well-known in Minnesota soccer circles. He can finish, but he can also set players up. Uh, very dynamic. Um, he'll have to put in the work to find his niche. Um, but he's 20 years old, so this is a great oh, opportunity. Oh, he's just a kid. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for him to play with some great talent this season that can help him get better and vice versa. You know, I think that maybe in the past, other teams he played on, it was less about putting the work in and, and, and really getting after it and more of just letting natural ability take over. Yeah. Where – we don't have that luxury where we can just say, "Hey, here's here's 90 minutes every game." You're you're gonna you're gonna have to come in and, and carve your niche and, and find those minutes. I mean, I think that his choice kind of speaks for him. He might, you know, keeping his options open for a reason, probably mm-hmm. because he was looking to develop his game a little more, and we gave him that. So that's cool. Right. Uh, Once again, did not poach him. Right. Yeah. Let's be clear. He, he it's awesome us. to have him, but we did not. We uh, did our checks and balances to make mm-hmm. sure, and we would not have selected him if he had signed with them beforehand right on uh next up is someone that we've seen before charlie adams charlie played uh on the u.s open cup roster with us uh he played in that he played in that game and he was great yeah. in that game i think i was super impressed by him uh the gustavus alum definitely held his own against one of the best attackers in our in our in, in the pla the sloan ranger yep the sloan ranger <laughs> okay was it uh kevin kevin I'll have to look it up, but yeah, yes. The Sloan Ranger. We'll mm-hmm. give him that nickname. Mm-hmm. He earned it, uh, scoring the only goal against us in yep. a very oh shit moment when that happened for us. Um, but yeah, so Charlie, uh, he was asked to play out of position due to the loss of Aaron Olsen to his groin surgery um, and played right back for us. Actually, as a center midfielder, now knowing we don't necessarily have a need at center midfield, but we could put him there, mm-hmm. or we could put him in a more advanced position. But it's nice to have a guy like like him, who's a good soccer player and a good dude. Who, you know, he'll he he's he's a luxury player, right? He's just solid, multiple positions, and doesn't complain about it. He'll just he just wants to play soccer. So if you if it's right back, it's right back. If it's center mid, it's center mid. If it's you know an uh, attacking mid or a winger, he'll 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 just go do it. And you never have to worry about him. Um, so it, it's good to have him back in. I know you know he's kind of lumped in the mix of all these guys that want to try to take to the next level. And I know right now he's currently at the Bridges Academy, which is a soccer academy in, in, out of Chicago, uh, just getting ready and, and trying other opportunities, um, but also knowing that – Seeing what that looks like. What it looks like, but also knowing that you know if an opportunity doesn't come, he's already signed with us and has a home. Well, to be fair, I mean, I think – most of our players are guys that are looking for that, looking to take that next step. Mm-hmm. You know, except for a couple of the guys that we have that are. Uh, this is their next. This step. is this is their next step, where they're just you know moving on to the next 
next part of their lives, right. um, you know, having families and stuff. And we'll talk about uh, those guys in just a second. So, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that, and that's fine. I think that's probably why we're so deep and why we've got so many great players. Right. You know, there's always room to uh, for a guy to move on, and we won't – we're not going to be hurt for it. Right. Uh, Peter Runquist is a new player that – we hadn't really heard anything about, hadn't really seen. This is a guy from Woodbury who is who is joining us as a replacement for our man uh, Duncan Whirling. Duncan is staying at UCLA this summer to play, to practice, to get better, and you know you can't blame him for that. Uh, so we definitely needed a second or third goal goalkeeper, especially considering James is recovering from injury. Right. So, one hundred percent. We kind of put the feelers out there for you need to have three goalkeepers. Yep. Specifically, too, because we you know we may need someone to fill in for for James as we're getting into the men's league season. That's only you know a matter of weeks away. We need someone who um, kind of checks that ego at the door because a lot of guys would be like, I don't want to play men's league. I want to play in the MPSL. Well, yeah, you can clearly play in the MPSL, but you're also able to get a, some extra game minutes, you know, down down at a level that's not quite a far step down, right? So talk to, talk to some guys, uh, got some recommendations, and Peter was the number one on the list. And, you know, I talked to him, and we talked about the role. And initially his role started with, you know, we have this game on, you know, June 3rd in Des Moines against the Des Moines Menace, and we don't have the ability to say James is going to be able to go all in. Right. And Duncan wouldn't be back anyways if he was coming back. And Matt Elder has a wedding that weekend. So life's happening. Injuries happen. We needed someone who could step in that we could trust. So initially the plan was train with us, play in that game, and then let's see what happens with Duncan, who we had already offered a deal to. But the, the, the opportunity with Duncan kind of changed a little bit, and he's staying, staying back at school, like you mentioned. So Peter was offered a full-time contract to, to, you know, to, to work for minutes with the first team as well as hoping that he'll help step in and, you know, do some coverage with, uh, you know, that, that Des Moines game and, and with, um, with, you know, um, James being injured. But Peter had a great year, uh, great four years at Concordia College in Moorhead. We played against him last year. He was a Minnesota Reserve goalkeeper. Um, and he's also played in the Twin Stars system, too, with some of these guys. So um, he knows a lot of the guys on our team. But Peter's the kind of goalkeeper that can enter a game, whether it's a start or it's coming off the bench. If you know, God forbid, something happens to one of our other goalkeepers, and you don't have to worry about his performance. He's ready. He's gonna. He's just gonna go in and stop shots. He's gonna keep you in a game, mm-hmm. and that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for another, a third piece to put into our goalkeeper room. And when I say a third piece, it's not he's number three on the depth chart or number one on the depth chart. He's just part of that room. Yep. So great to have uh, an option when when you lose out on a guy like Duncan. So. These there's a couple guys coming up that I'm pretty excited for, and uh, they're the guys that kind of mentioned that this is their this is their next step. These are the guys that they're uh, they're kind of done with professional soccer and they're ready to just lend their experience and their their dominance to us. And I'm happy for it. First being Dan O'Brien, Dan originally from Shoreview, he is an NASL vet. He's played with both the Minnesota Thunder and the Tampa Bay Rowdies, mm-hmm. who people may have heard of both those teams. Right. Uh, I'm, I met him last week, and he's just a Pretty chill dude. I'm pretty happy to have him on the team. Right. He also played with the Des Moines Menace for a spell right after college, uh, which is great. You know, the pedigree of a player that comes through any one of those organizations is yep. always good to have. Um, but he comes to us most recently from Minnesota United, where he spent most of his time playing with the reserve team while he was there. And he trained with us during the Open Cup run, but was not on our roster. But the plans were if we continued, um, He'd be on. he would have been one of the five players we could change. So the central defensive midfielder that can pick you apart kind of from – 
the smart five-yard pass with, with good positioning to keep possession, or with both feet he can play the 30-yard the Hollywood dime yeah. if he wants. And, and um, you know, like you said, just chill guy. Great to have a wily vet on the team. Right. Uh, and, and he's going to be a great compliment to this other wily vet we've signed. Uh, that's Brian Coleman, who might you have, may have heard of. Might have if, seen him this weekend. If you like Minnesota soccer. You may have seen him this weekend, yes, on the Jumbotron, honored by uh, by Minnesota United in the pregame show. Uh, he could have used him, actually. That was exactly what I tweeted out. Like, look at this guy. Probably could have used him back there. Uh, he's a Woodbury-born. Could he just put his or his brother? He's a Woodbury-born pro <laughs> soccer. Home, right? Yeah, uh, Woodbury-born. Uh, he's a pro soccer player, man. He's always been a pro. Uh, he played with Dan, and, and I'm sorry, with Dan O'Brien. He's the second NASL player to join City this year. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. These guys, you know, we're we're swinging. A, we're kind of out punching our weight class with some of these signings, right? And it's not like, you know, Brian and Dan don't know how to play soccer still. Um, just that full pro, this is your job thing. Maybe is that step is, you know, they've already stepped on that step. Yeah, they got families, man. Uh, but they're still able to, to play soccer. But Brian had a stellar college career: three years at Jacksonville University, one year as a captain there before transferring to powerhouse Creighton, where he was knocked out of the NCAA quarterfinals in his final year of eligibility as a senior. Um, is the only player to play three years for three different professional teams in Minnesota. So oh. all the Thunder Stars United, he yeah. played for all three of them. Sweet. Um, he racked up a total of 153 games playing for, for his, his home state team. That's a lot of play. Right. Um, excited not only to have Brian in because he's a great player, he's great in the community. Um, you know, He's honored by the former team that released him before their, their MLS game. Um, you know, he he's a guy that can step in and show these younger guys just by the way he carries himself, how a pro soccer player carries themselves mm-hmm. both on and off the field. Yes. And he's already started to do that. You know, he's his role coming in isn't like, okay, Brian, here's the captain's armband. It's your team to lead. It's more of go out there and play some soccer and show everyone how good you are at it still. And you, you know, just, just go to work. More of a Tory Hunter role. Right. Just, just go to work. Yep. You know, and the last thing you know to say about Brian is whoever the guy in Duluth was that called him a has been was not a smart move, bro. Because I I screenshotted it and tweeted it or and uh, texted to him, and he was like, (laughs) "Locker room material." Yeah, just put on the bulletin board. He was like, "That guy unleashed the beast." He's (laughs) like, "I cannot wait to play up there." And then a few weeks later, was that that creepy ginger that they have a striker that was tweeting that? No, I think it was their coach. Oh, I I can't confirm that because it was it was anonymous, but it sure did kind of sound like like him. But can't confirm that, so don't 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 put that down as scripture. (laughs) Um, But someone up there did, and uh, it didn't it didn't sit well. Because a few weeks later, then Mr. Coleman tweeted back at them and was like, for something about being a has been and ready to just destroy them. Coming so, for you. yeah, so look out. <laughs> uh, next up is as a new signing is Nick Hines, uh, who is coming to us as the first member uh, off of the Stegman Soccer Club development teams. Yeah, so Nick was on our radar last year. His brother, older brother Charlie, plays with Stegman's and he moved um, to the cities for the summer. To um, from Nebraska, where he goes to college at at, um, at Hastings, to to get on the radar of of our system and played uh, a full year in you know the men's leagues and just as many days a week as he could play soccer, he would play and really you know showed that he had kind of what the coaching staff is looking at and he won a national championship NAIA this year as a starting left back at Hastings College in Nebraska. 
Like I said, he lives in, in Minneapolis during the summer with his brother. And what he is is a young, just brick shithouse left back that can get forward and will absolutely get back. And we have kind of the lack of left-footed players. Yeah. And, you know, his main job may not be, okay, you're going to go in and lock this guy down because we have other guys that can do that, but we're down a goal. We need someone who can attack out of the back and can serve a ball in with their left foot. Nick, get get off the bench and get in there. Um, but also a guy that, you know, will get some time with Stegman throughout the summer too, and he'll, he'll just play a bunch of soccer to get better. Nice. Uh, another another young guy that's going to be playing a bunch of soccer to get better is Max Kent. Yes. Now, this guy just finished up a, sell, a stellar freshman season at McAllister College. Uh, he's from St. Louis Park. He's got a great superhero name. Right, and on Twitter today when he was announced, someone said, you know, they asked if we could have possibly started with medium Kent and then moved into moderate, <laughs> moderate Kent before going full Max Kent. Which I got a real big kick out. I got a big kick out of that one. So our, our fans do have some jokes. Um, but he was a guy that came to us from our open trial. So, you know, I do. One of the three that you said we found. Yep. Uh, Javi being one of the others. Yep. And then there's a few guys that are going to be coming that we haven't signed, but we've, we've identified that we want to see them back again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Actually, four of them that are going to be coming to, to, to preseason practice with us. So it just shows that it can be done. It can be done through an open trial. And we're, and we're giving these guys opportunities, not just saying, like, hey, you're a development guy. And he and I talked about that, that, you know, he's going to be a 19 year old coming in. And, he, and we weren't looking for another defender. We, we have plenty on this, on this list. And, you know, we're almost, almost done. But I talked to him and said, you know, this year may not be your year to get tons of minutes, right? But we know a guy like Trey is probably going to leave at some point. You know, we know a guy like Abdallah is probably going to leave. So you sign a guy like Nick Hines to cover someone like Abdallah. Great compliment for, for him if you want to change things up. Same with Max, because Max can play across all different positions in the back line. And I said to him, you know, like, you're not a development player. Development players, in our, in our opinion, and we talked about them last week, those guys are just there to get the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, he is there to get the experience and fight for playing time because he just showed it in the open trial. And a lot of the guys, we had the, you know, we had some of the first team guys there as we know from talking to Joey that they were, you know, some of the guys that were there that were on the attacking side said like this guy knows what he's doing and like he's positionally well, athletic, he's strong. He was hard to knock off the ball when he did win it. Um, good in the air. So, you're looking at someone who can who can help us out now if we need him but also the future so he's not just going to be a you know a a practice player good um so you know like i said smart positioning uh really wants it yeah you know he was so excited to be on be full-time member of the team and just even when you told him you're not going to be starting you probably won't play a ton he was like don't care this is awesome don't care i'm all in so it's only going to make him better good uh and the final player to to, that we want to go over is of course our man whitney brown um whitney Huge during the first during the Open Cup, he scored both goals. Just terrorized the Oakland defenders all afternoon. Um, and like his brother, he's from Brooklyn Park by way of the University of Dayton, and then uh, finished, Wisconsin Green Bay. Finished up at Green Bay, so he's on everyone's preseason watch list. Like I get uh, multiple inquiries about can we, you know, from press, can we interview Whitney? You know, he was on the Flacco Glass podcast, told his soccer story, and yep. um, kind of had. Uh, you know, he's a humble guy, didn't have the easiest route through soccer, and I think learned a lot, and is just like, roll the ball out, let's get going. And, like, just so primed for a good season this year. You don't want to put a whole lot of lofty expectations on him, but one of those guys that's like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have no problems with coming in and trying to do what I have to do in order to uh, to, to score goals and to, and to help the team win. So, so that's it, Nate. 
those are those are the guys. Those are the dudes for the year. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see them all on the field. See how it all comes together, man. Yeah, it all starts. Um, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but it all it all starts uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the first preseason uh, practice. So we roll the ball out, and it's gonna be. It's going to be a shotgun blast for all these guys because they've just been clamoring for, when are we going to get together? Like, when are we going to train? And even bringing the guys into the, the open tryout, they were, like, trying to make it about them, even though it wasn't about them, you know, because they're just like, we just want to play so bad. Like, our team's so good. Let's just get together. So, But we did have one quick, um, before we wrap up for today, we had uh, one of our fans ask us, um, of the city players listed on, on Wikipedia, which is the former U.S. Open Cup roster, who's the only player to have his own Wikipedia page? Oh, okay. And the answer to that question is Landy Madison has his own Wikipedia page. Um, but the follow-up to that is, Nate, who else on our active roster now has a Wikipedia page? Can you guess? Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess. I'm. Gonna, it's got to be Brian Coleman, right? Yeah, he's definitely got one. Yeah. So that's my guess. Uh, is that your only oh, guess? Oh, there's more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so if it's Brian, it's going to be Brian. Um, may, maybe Dan? Maybe Dan. Uh, let me go through here. I'm going to say potentially uh, – I'm sorry. Potentially then – well, that, that wouldn't be it. <laughs> it's kind of a tough question because yeah. you're like – Some guys are on the fringes. Probably of Tim. Maybe Tim Wills. No. Maybe no, on a okay. Carlton link. Um, the, other, the only other guess that I would have is uh, – Oh, shoot. Which one of these dudes? I don't know. It, maybe, maybe, maybe Martin then. The the answer is Dan and Brian. Oh, that was it. That was it. So you made me keep going like I wasn't done yet. Well, I wanted to see. What, <laughs> I wanted to see where your head was at. Uh, um, I thought Martin might have one now, but, but we'll see. We'll work on getting him one. Yep. Uh, but that's it for today, folks. Um, thank you, as always, to Summit for their sponsorship of this here podcast. Just because you're going to be getting your Irish on doesn't mean you can't pick up a pack of a few summits this weekend. Yeah, man. Being that it's uh, it's Irish Day. Everyone loves corned beef this weekend. I do. Um, they're, uh, they're, they go great as a black and tan. That's right, the tan uh, part. Yeah, the tan part. I mean, you can probably get the stout in there. I don't think it floats right. Right. It's chemistry, man. Right. It's, it's, all, it's all science. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, membership for the 2017 uh, season is on sale now. $60 gets you a season pass, fancy scarf, and the opportunity to make what we created uh, your own. And, of course, so much soccer this summer. In addition, Nate... Uh, if you're not quite sure you want to commit to a full season, eh, why wouldn't you? Don't be an idiot. You have the opportunity to now buy single-game flex tickets. $8 gets you in the door ahead of time. $10 gets you in the door at the door. Uh, but head over to mplscitysc.com and get whichever entry method you want into the fun today. Yeah, man. Plenty of soccer weekends to plan if you uh, want to catch a City game and then catch a United game. Yeah, uh, It feels like one of them might go a little better for the hometown. <laughs> yeah. One will definitely be really fun and one will be really fun with good soccer. Um, so Nate you know what I hate not helping people Mm. which is why I love this club so much Minneapolis City loves to help others if you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back you are in luck Minneapolis City is a 501c3 charity that does good on and off the pitch by providing those less fortunate a safe, reliable place to play the beautiful game. It's never too early to get those tax-deductible donations on the books. Consider giving to the club that gives back. If you want to get a hold of us, we are currently blowing minds on Twitter. You can do so at the newly created Twitter page for this show, at The People's Pitch. Email, if that's your route, but who knows, there's a first time for everything because no one likes to email us is mcscpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, as always, you can hit the club up at MPLSCitySC on Twitter. Again, that is all for today, folks. We'll be back next week with more soccer in your faces. We'll have plenty to talk about with 
preseason just around the corner. Literally going to be the day before we release this, so it was right around the corner. <laughs> um, but I'm John. That is Nate, my soccer brother from another mother. Uh, enjoy this week, friends. You will be missed. You got moved. Just silent dress.